0: I.V.M. It's the 1980s and a toxic gas leaks from an industrial unit in a very populated part of the city, causing death, damage and disaster. Wait, hold on, haven't we done this already? Yes and no. Hello and welcome to The Longest Constitution. My name is Priya Mirza and this podcast is about the Constitution of India and this season is about work. By the way, I'm just recovering from COVID and my throat is still sore. But a podcaster's got to do what a podcaster's got to do. All this for the Constitution of India. Yeah. In the previous episode, we have looked at how the state filters entertainment for us. I looked at the website, by the way, of the Central Board of Film Certification and the vision of the censor board is, open quotes, to ensure healthy entertainment, recreation and education to the public. Guys, you really don't have to take this upon yourselves. We can figure out what's entertainment to us. And that's what our first story today is related to, though with TV and not cinema and not just any TV, cable TV. So do you remember the time when TVs were the dimension of large dabbas and were not as flat and sleek as the latest iPhone and we had those large silvery dishes on the chat so the year 2010 and in ulhasnagar thane district maharashtra the rooms of cable tv operators were sealed and their equipment was seized by the assistant commissioner of police on a complaint that certain programs were defamatory. And this obviously affected their life and livelihood. And this action was violative not only to the right to profession and trade, but also the freedom of expression. And that's why the USA cable networks petitioned the court and said that nothing that they broadcast affected public tranquility and this was not fair. So what was going on? Okay, let's return to toxic gases and the consequences of private factories, polluting, injuring and affecting the lives of not only workers, but people in surrounding areas. The city is Delhi. The year is 1985. The place is Kirtinagar, a densely populated residential space, and Sriram Industries. Caustic chlorine and sulfuric acid plants pose a danger. And MC Mehta, a public-spirited individual, petitioned the court under Article 32, arguing that such an industry should be shut down, even though he wasn't personally affected. And a month after he filed the petition, on 4th December 1985, there was an oleum gas leak from the plant exactly a year after the Bhopal gas tragedy. Eerie. In this case, it was oleum gas, which is fatal if inhaled, causes severe skin burns and eye damage and respiratory irritation. So the question here was of safety around hazardous material and the company's liability for that. And it was up to Justice Bhagwati, who was, by the way, a year away from retirement, to consider consequences not just for Shriram Industries and Kirtinagar New Delhi, but to look at corporate liability in India as a whole. Except that in this case, the industry was an American. The thousands of people weren't affected. And this was middle-class Delhi and not poor Bhopalis. And this was an Indian company pitted against the Supreme Court. So, our third story today continues with candidates contesting in elections to representative bodies and how the court has expanded our right to know from Article 19 and that the freedom to express also includes the right to receive information. And on account of that 2003 judgment, we now know that In spite of the Supreme Court ruling in 2003, the share of elected officials in India with pending criminal cases has been increasing, not decreasing, over time. Plus, that seems to be the mantra for success. So, based on data from the three most recent general elections in 2004, 2009 and 2014, a candidate with a criminal case was on average, hear this out, almost three times as likely to win an election as a candidate who faced no cases. And lastly, MPs with pending criminal cases are virtually found in each part of the country. It's a national characteristic. Depressing. But what does one do with that information is the point when we cannot, in fact, reject any of these unimpressive, uninspiring and rather unsavoury humans. So, under the Representation of People Act 1951, whenever someone exercised the right not to vote, a note was taken by the presiding officer. So, while this law protected the right not to vote, it did not in fact allow for the secrecy and privacy of the voter. And it was this rule that the PUCL challenged in the Supreme Court. POCL argued that this fear of disclosure of one's vote affected the voters' expression and decision not to vote. Alright, let's get back to TV and look at why these cable operators' work was shut down. So, television is regulated by the Cable Television Networks Regulation Act of 1995, which mirrors the Cinematograph Act 1952 and its Program Code. So, what's this great code? Hear this out, there's a lot coming your way. So, any matter which is obscene, defamatory, deliberate, has innuendos and half truths, criticises, maligns or slanders any individual in person or certain groups, contains visuals or threats which reflect a slandering, ironical and snobbish attitude in the portrayal of certain ethnic, linguistic and regional groups, can be prohibited. And all this in the name of public interest. Okay, here's a little question for you, gentle listeners. Is public interest one of the reasonable restrictions under Article 19, Part 2? I told you now, I will give you a surprise test. Anyway, so what happened in the Olium case? In MC Mehta versus Union of India 1987, the court reflected upon the liability of companies which dealt with inherently dangerous and hazardous material. And in a landmark case for environmental law, Justice PN Bhagwati introduced the idea of absolute liability. So what does that marvellous phrase really mean? It means that compensation for damage and loss would no longer be weighed by whether it was an accident or negligence, and that compensation must be in accordance with the magnitude of the damage and not a trivial amount. Hmm. Meanwhile, in USA Cable Networks vs. State of Maharashtra 2011, the Bombay High Court upheld the commissioner's actions because the court arguably had little choice given the wording of the act. So, like the Cinematographer Act 1952, the Cable TV Act demonstrates the ways in which information is blocked even before it reaches us. The two most alarming aspects are, first... Non-judicial bodies can, in fact, interrupt the flow of information, and two, the law itself allows the transmission of information to be obstructed for a rather wide variety of very vague reasons. Lastly, in P U C L versus Union of India, 2013, the court ruled, and this is often called the famous Nota judgment, that not choosing any of the illustrious candidates is in fact a facet of the freedom of expression. And the only way to give meaning to this right in a democracy is to ensure an option of a negative vote in EVMs. Nota Zinda Bad. So today's takeaways are The first, that environmental law developed majorly following the oleum and the Bhopal gas tragedy cases. Apart from the Environment Protection Act of 1986, in 1991, the government passed the Public Liability Act, making it a legal obligation for employers of hazardous industries to provide insurance to employees. The second, that our lawmakers are very often lawbreakers. And that the introduction of NOTA allows a teeny-weeny space to actually reject these sparkling gems who want to make laws for us. Lastly, do make a note of organizations such as POCL, that's People's Union of Civil Liberties, and the ADR, that's Association of Democratic Reform, which have worked tirelessly to deepen democracy in our country. And that's it for today. Oh, by the way, we now have an email ID. It's longestconstitution at gmail.com. So if you're an old soul like myself and don't have any social media accounts, that's how I was before this podcast began, you can write me an electronic letter, yay! So if you have questions or comments, please send them in via email or on Twitter where I am at fundamentallyp or on Instagram, the longest constitution. Until next time, this is me Priya Mirza signing out.